Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Happy Little Accidents, episode 10. I am your host, Clicks the Crouton, and your co-host, Solemn. That is me. And today we're joined by our good friend and fellow accident, uh, Mutagen. Howdy. Um, and we have a special announcement today. This is going to be the first podcast that we are joined by our new researcher, Kat. Hello there. She'll be doing all of our research, looking up all the things that me and Solemn and, and, and our guests, no offense, Mutagen, are too dumb to think of at the time. Um, None taken. <laughs> I embrace this. <laughs> I'm offended. Okay, you don't get to be offended. <laughs> Why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> and today we're talking about history in video games. Now this could be anything from um, Assassin's Creed to... I. There's so many examples, I'm not even going to try to name out a bunch of them because if I'm going to be Frank or Larry, uh, I haven't played a lot of these. Who's Larry? It's it's a joke. Oh, haha, funny. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this is, a, this is a beginning. Okay. Do we usually devolve this quickly? Oh yeah, no. This is this is like. I don't think there's. Well, see, what I'm trying to do is get all like the bad, the bad mojo out, so like I can be serious when I'm talking about some of this shit later. <laughs> I try to like. Get all the funnies out your system. Yeah, well, that's never going to happen because I'm a genuinely... Okay, stop. <laughs> yeah, no, but how's chat doing today? How y'all, how y'all hanging? I, I, I'm actually waiting for somebody to talk back one of these days. Yeah, you know what? That's we're going to... How's gonna, chat doing? Yeah, we're gonna, I'm doing fucking great. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to say, how's chat doing? And then we're not going to say anything until somebody posts something in <laughs> chat. And will be like, somebody well, this sucks. And I'll be like, hey! <laughs> no, that's when, that's, when you, that's when you make an off account and just pretend you have followers, but it's actually just yourself. <laughs> but you start shit-talking yourself and just like it makes you cry and like stop doing it. Damn. No, you shit talk yourself places. so people won't believe it's you. Gotcha. Damn. This podcast is bullshit. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> history in video games, right? It's it's a pretty big subject, and I'm pretty sure somebody broad. out here has. Yeah, well, that's. You found the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, so I'm pretty sure somebody in here has either played or seen or heard of, you know, like the Call of Duty franchise, and. You know, believe it or not, that game, other than, you know, grappling people in outer space and pulling them into your fucking kneecap and, you know, kicking their head off their shoulders in zero gravity, they actually, believe it or not, came from their roots in World War One and Two in older games, in their first games. Annoying. Kind of hard to believe, Shocking. but there we go. Yeah, I didn't play those early games too much. I think, what what, what systems were they on? Because that's probably why, if I want to be honest. I, mean, I don't... Xbox 360 was one of those systems. I know yeah, because that... I played through both of them. Yeah, no, I... yeah, that was definitely one of them. I remember it came out on um, I can't remember what console like in particular, but there was a port over to the GameCube. Uh, yeah, no, so it I... might be like original Xbox or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. The first like, I want to say, I want to say like New Age console was an Xbox One. So I kind of miss the whole 360 Xbox original phase, you know. 
Like, I yeah, never so like the Xbox, I know the Xbox 360, I'm pretty sure it came out in like 2005 or something like that. I didn't get one until like 2010 or something like that too, so. I know exactly when I got an Xbox. It was 2007, my seventh birthday, where I got an Xbox 360 and a copy of Halo 3. Dude, that was the first game I got with my Xbox 360. And you probably got it in 2007. But like, yeah. Okay, so, so, so for the for those have who have played the old Call of Duties, like how realistic would you say it was, like in general? I have not. Played well, them. at the time, see, because you gotta you gotta keep in mind it was like four or five year old me playing these fucking games. Oh yeah, right? no, and like, I would play them. I'd pass the controller back and forth with my dad and stuff like that. I didn't know what the hell I was doing at the time, but it was like. Wow, this must be what it was like to be over in the war. Let's kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I grew the fuck up. Well, yeah. And then I realized, like, oh, this is nothing. And then, like, I'll look at the newer games nowadays and look back on those old games and be like, I used to hold this game on a pedestal, but this game is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like... It's not even that it was shit, but it, like, really defined, like, the type of game that it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's can I, never going to be on a anything, small like, tangent real quick? Yeah, that go just for it. reminds me of... I- one of the first games I ever played was actually Halo 2 on the original Xbox. That came out in like 2004, so I was like four or five years old when I first played it. And I had no idea what the hell was going on. And I don't think I ever truly knew until I actually like replayed Halo 2 on the Master Chief Collection. Because before then, I didn't really have any other platforms to play Halo 2 on. And even when it went to Halo 3, I... Eight-year-old me had no idea what the hell was going on. Just I just like, knew that it was cool. He was like, I didn't yeah, know it was what was like, going on. Oh, this on. is badass. These are alien laser guns and shooting and exploding and killing and yay, mindless violence. Welcome, gamers. Yeah, it's like- Spoilers for an 11-year-old game, but it's like what uh, I, I saw a post. It was something about uh, what are the most like dramatic deaths in video games, and one of them was Sergeant Johnson, an eight-year-old me did not give a shit. <laughs> and now I, like, cry at that part of the game, like, 19-year-old me. Yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, like, actually talking about history instead of, like, um... Hyper-future. 2,553. It's my history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. No, but like Call of Duty and stuff like that, and Battlefield One. I know that's a more recent game, but it was like World War One based rather than World War Two. Yeah, because World War Two is the badass one that everybody D Day and stuff like that. It was like that was the only event that all these games focused on, and it was like it, I see why because there was so many perspectives. There was like so many soldiers on the battlefield of oh, that yeah, day. Yeah. It was like you could do a game for each person there, and you know, like. None of them are going to add up, but it's still going to give you that experience that, you know, you don't really want the experience in real life, but here it is in a game kind of living on. I mean, isn't that kind of what Battlefield 1 did? Don't you play from, like, different characters' perspectives? Yeah, yeah, you, you have different yeah. stories. You have yep. to, like... See, that's the... It was cool, but, like, something about it was it was off. Something about it was off. See, Battle Battlefield 1, it was kind of weird, too, because, like, if you would die, like, in a mid-mission when you didn't finish it it would say like your character's name and then like their birth date and death date and <laughs> it was like Depresso. 1918 or something like that <laughs> damn l big dead boy yeah i don't know yeah like, i remember that it, shit happening whenever i think of historical video games those don't even come to mind like 
the old. You think of like old games in general. Well, no, 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 not like old games. I'm talking about like when you talk about like, like historical times in video games. I don't even think of like. I always think of like time before guns, like even like the Civil War, like with those old Me like bang rock on your fucking head, or like or like you know battle axes and swords and shit. Like that's that's what I picture when I think of like old Far Cry Primal. <laughs> no, okay. not Unga Bunga. Jesus, <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to go off again, but it actually is on topic this time. Going back to the Xbox 360. I was like 10ish years old and I don't know what I don't know how I think it was my mom who picked it up. It was a 360 game. It was the History Channel Civil War Xbox 360 game. Oh god. I, I don't remember like any of it. I remember I'd play like the first two levels and that's all I would ever do. I don't remember if it was good or not. I barely remember the game. I played it when I was like 10. I have to look more into that. That's it like, just it, it, this whole podcast topic made it come to mind. It's the fact that it was like, it's the fact that it's History Channel Civil War game. I'm oh, like, I, I, I'm yeah. just gonna pull up Google right like, now. Like, yikes! That it. sounds real rough. Like, real rough. Yeah, it sounds like really cringy. You're thinking, oh, Civil War game. That means we're gonna be able to shoot each other, and it's just like a DVD ROM of like somebody teaching you about the Civil War. Yeah, no, like... Oh, it can't be good, because according to this, it was on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah, that that's... Oh, it, it had a Wii port. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, no, that's the wrong game. But, um, anyway, like, I, I do know what you mean, though, Clicks, about, like, trying to think of times before guns, because it's just like, oh, war... That's all we're thinking about is war in history, but there's a lot of points in history that don't involve war. That well, what my thing is like really okay, like go through history in general. I got a feeling it's probably because I didn't play a lot of those games that were like, like caught uh, like, uh, Call of Duty, like World at War stuff like that. The old, the older Call of Duty games. I didn't play a lot of those. My um my experience with games that were like, um based around like medieval times is is like a, it was like a top down um strategy game where you were like you had your own castle and you had to like you had to build it you had to maintain it which was like you had to you had to go and you had you had to mine ore you had to get water you had to plant fields and stuff like that and not far away there would be another person in another castle that would like send troops over to attack you so you'd have to like train guys to to use bows and arrows and you'd have to train guys on horseback and stuff like that it was a pain in the ass but it was fun for how it yeah. like it's weird how strategy games like that can be fun but it was it was interesting yeah they because, seem like, like looking at them now because of the types of games the types of games that we play today are just like first person shooter go and kick their ass yourself it's yeah. like Looking back at those games, like those were boring as fuck. But like, I can still kind of get into a game like that now if I. Oh yeah. Like if I actually sit down and I'm bored enough, and I like actually try to go through it, I can get hooked on it really easy. Yeah, no, the thing that was cool to do on the the game I'm thinking of, I can't, I cannot think of what it was for the life of me. But um, 
one of the one of my favorite things to do was like I would have a full like I'd have my castle built up well enough that like nobody would be able to get into it and I would like periodically send like a catapult over to my other over to my opponent's castle and it would at least fling like one or two rocks um into the into the base but that was before I found out that you could uh, you could get like the carcass of a cow and fling that into the base, like into their castle. Holy shit! Yeah, because they used to do that. As far as yeah, well, that's an that's an actual thing they did back in the yeah, time. Yeah, they would fling a cow carcass in there, and it would start disease in the in the castle, and uh, and it was I don't it was just so fucking funny to see this cow. <laughs> fly over the wall of an enemy castle and i did it like every like this as soon as i had enough money to buy like to build a catapult and and equip it with the guys i needed and send it over with a dead cow i would do it immediately <laughs> i'd be on that, that shit. Just sounds like I, you are way too like it was happy go lucky when it, it comes to that fucking like, hilarious where was, where was Peter then huh <laughs> yeah Peter. yeah Peter. Well, I mean, at least it's like dead cows and not living cows. Yeah, I'm gonna fling a live cow over the wall. You know how badass? Yeah, it's not gonna be live for long. (laughs) (laughs) Not when it fucking splats. This this motherfucker's about to turn himself into ground beef patties. Jeez. But it was like there was like times where like somebody would get in the way and it would like land on somebody. And like the oh, only shit. thing, the only, yeah, I would just be sitting there like, oh no, like oh god, uh, it was it was great, it was a good time. Collateral damage. <laughs> there'd, be like, <laughs> there'd be like a bar. Imagine running around. each like castle. Like we don't know this looking back in history, but there was a designated cow catcher for those situations, and he always fucking died. <laughs> He was the one to catch the cow. Because he's trying to catch an entire cow. <laughs> a whole ass fucking bovine, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was like, it was nasty also because it, like it would hit the ground and it would like splatter. And like it would Ew. show like disease thingies all over the, all over the castle. It was gross, but it was effective. <laughs> Whatever fucking works in war. I know, right? Yeah, all the time I've played games. I've never actually been that big into sort of like you know, those historical-ish games. You know what I, I mean, mean, what about... Didn't you play a lot of Assassin's Creed, though? Oh, true. Well... Assassin's I, I Creed, could... for me, is, like... It's kind of weird. Like, it's history, but it's their own take on history. And they're, like... They go through these simulations or whatever through people in history and try to gather information about them and about these, like, certain factions throughout history. It's really, it's really weird, but it's very interesting if you do get into the plot of the game. The only Assassin's Creed games I've actually played are three, uh, Black Flag slash four, whatever you want to call it, and Unity, and I have not beaten any of those. Yeah, um, I've played I played all the ones that you have. So I've played Assassin's Creed two, um, three, Black Flag, Unity, and then I played Syndicate. And it is crazy looking at those games too, because like. For example, Assassin's Creed 2 takes place during the Italian Renaissance, I want to say. Yeah, I think and about that's that like time. 14 to 1500 
AD. And I mean, that's, that's a pretty wild, like period of time. And then you like go to the colonial era and that's when, um, black flag takes place in like the 1700s. Like, okay. So I don't know what it, uh, what it was with me and the Assassin's Creed games and not playing them. Like, I don't, I couldn't tell you. They look like they're not bad, but like at the same time, like, Hold on, Cliff. Your voice kind of crapped out yeah, there I know. for a second. I, I, I leaned over to do something, and, and my I realized, oh, yeah, mic not attached to face. Huh. But like tape it to your face. I forehead. think it was I think it was just I knew people that played Assassin's Creed and just wouldn't shut the fuck up about it, and so I was just like, I don't want to touch that game as long as I live. <laughs> That's how I was about it at first. Like, I always heard um someone, someone I knew back from high school he would always, like, he would play the game or whatever, and I'd see him on Xbox, and he would just be playing the game, playing the shit out of this game. And I was like, I don't I don't get it. Like, what's so good about it? I've never, like, looked at gameplay of it. I never really looked into what the games were all about. They were just kind of, like, games that were there. And, yeah. You know, it, to me, it was more like looking at Gears of War and being like, okay, well, that's somebody nobody will shut the fuck up about, but I've never played it, so it's a bad game to me. Yeah. It's dead. Yeah, it's one of those. And things. then I, yeah, and then I... Realized that since a mutagen and I game share on Xbox, I downloaded one one day and I was like, you know what, I want to see what the fuck this is all about. So I, I downloaded um. I downloaded Black Flag, and it was really fun. Like, you got your own ship, you got like, I always loved like stealth games because I played all of the Batman games like on console. And those like they had their they had their portions where they were like action packed and fighting and stuff like that. And then they had yeah. the stealth portions, and you know it was just fun to me because it wasn't the same thing every like throughout the entire game. Yeah. So that's why I ended up falling in love with me. Assassin's Creed. I mean, not enough to jerk it off or like buy all of their games, but enough to like be able to get lost in it for a few hours. Yeah. Well, I I mean now that I think about it. It being a, a stealth game might also be what turned me off to it because not not big on stealth games. If I'm gonna, if, I don't want to have to hide from anybody. Like that shit annoys me. I just want to do it and get it over. Yeah. With. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Like that's one stealth of the things you have to do in Sekiro, and that drives me nuts. Some, like that's the that's the thing about Assassin's Creed though. Like it's really hit or miss. Sometimes you'll get a mission where you cannot be detected and if you are then you're fucked and there's other missions where if you get detected oh well it's just more people for you to have to fight off but you know yeah the, the, the worst fighting thing, is so seamless in that game it's almost worth it i don't know why they do it the worst thing is always the missions where you have to like tail someone and not be detected that's what yeah i got stuck on one of those in black flag for like two weeks like, I just Yikes. kept trying it, like, once or twice a day. And I could not fucking do it for the life of me. And then I realized, like, they have, like, paths for you already cleared out that you they want you to take. And it's like, oh, cool. Thanks for thanks for Hansel and Gretling it for me. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't want that baby bitch shit. I want to be able to, like, have multiple paths that I can take and not, like, you have to follow this for this section or else you get caught by the dude that we purposely placed here. Because fuck you. Yeah, that's. Don't even don't even get me started on like if it's something like that, and then it's like your failure failure depends on like a quick time event. Oh well, I mean I don't think they really did that, but. Well, I don't know. That's I'm just saying. 
Like yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, there was no re- it, if you failed, then you just had to like redo that section over again. And thank God there were like checkpoints along the way. I don't know what I would have done if there weren't. I would have probably fucking just killed myself. IRL. That shit was brutal. <laughs> so I think I think it's the point where I stopped playing Assassin's Creed Three at some point. I don't know. I haven't played that game in forever. Yeah, and then I, I got really into, like, I loved the fighting style of Black Flag, and then I played the newer ones, like Unity. Unity was okay, I didn't play much of it, and then I played Syndicate because the story seemed cool. Uh-huh. And, um, because the, the idea of, like, being around London during the Industrial Age and shit like that, that, I mean, that was cool to me. And then there was a point in the story where you got to meet Charles Darwin and he wanted you to do something for him. Like, they tie in history really well in that game, but the the fighting was really weird. Like every enemy had a health bar over their head. And then like, if it was red, you can attack. I, if it I was liked... yellow, then they were blocking. It was really weird and it felt awkward to play. The game I played the most of the entire Assassin's Creed series is probably Unity. And I, I liked the combat, but there was just so many other things wrong with Unity. Uh, what can you remember the most? I remember uh, they had the co-op. <laughs> But I remember whenever we would try to play co-op, it would be laggy, like both in terms of like frame rate and just connection stability. And it just had all sorts of bugs. One of my favorite being uh, just like pretty much every time you tried to lockpick a door, it mostly happened in multiplayer. Uh, you would go into the lockpick animation, but your character would weirdly teleport like a few feet to the left or right. But your arms would still stretch out and lockpick the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I have screenshots of that that I could pull up. Also, thanks oh, to so thanks for the thanks to the wonderful cat. I now know what that game was. It was Stronghold Crusader. There was a the first game was Stronghold. The it's called Stronghold Crusader. You can look it up. I think I can slap the the Wikipedia article. Uh, let me see. Yeah, here we go. And I used to... Wikipedia.en.org Yeah, I used to play the absolute crap out of this. I'm trying to think of other games I played as a kid other than, like... I was mostly, like, I played Xbox games. I had a Wii, too. Yeah, I played a lot of those, too, but, like... I'm trying to think of more like history related games that I played. The main ones I was trying to touch on was Assassin's Creed, but that's like a lot of it just kind of goes without saying because they have it from, I think the entire span of their games goes from like 431 BC to like, um, let's, I want to say like 1860s or 19, 1918, the October Revolution is when they, the latest part of their. I'd like to see like a more modern take on their games too, just to see, because they were like, they would go back to where there were these assassins that were pirates or there was these assassins that were, you know, like fighters in the colonial era, like back when they did have more spies and stuff like that to kind of listen in on stuff and shit like that. But I feel like it would be cool to have a modern take on it. I mean, we kind of got that in things like Assassin's Creed 3 where, you know, sometimes you'd play as Desmond and 
you get to do assassin stuff in the real world, but it was usually just like story segments. There was no like open world. Yeah, to it. yeah, that's what really sucked about it. It was just like a sequence that happened for a few minutes. That it was the same way in uh, in Unity, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I remember you had to like walk around this. Uh, I can't even remember the na- the name of the company though, but it was a- it was a company that would do the simulation things and go in and I don't know. Cat saying, Cat saying the uh, Assassin's Creed Origins took place in uh, 1191. I don't know much about Assassin's Creed Origins. Neither do I. I've never played it. <laughs> I, haven't played... I, th- I thought Assassin's Creed Origins was in, like, Egypt. Because th- from the research I did, it was between um, 49 and oh. 43 BC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Origins is the new one, right? Odyssey is the new no, one. No, Odyssey is the new one, yeah. Origins is the one before Odyssey, right? Gotcha. Yeah, Bloodlines... Assassin's Creed Bloodlines... Came out back in uh, two thousand nine. That was that was during the Third Crusade and the eleven hundreds. I remember that one or eleven ninety or. I don't know much about Assassin's Creed outside of the mainline games. Yeah, the, the only main games were Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed two, Assassin's Creed three, and then Black Flag or four, and then Rogue, Unity, Syndicate, Origins, and then Odyssey. I mean, but Odyssey, I heard part that of it. Odyssey got a was Rogue. Yeah, I said Rogue. Rogue came out back in uh, 2014. I didn't get to play that one, unfortunately, but... I feel so ill-prepared because I know nothing about Assassin's Creed, like, whatsoever. <laughs> like, I'm completely clueless when it comes to any Assassin's Creed stuff. Yeah, um... Yeah, either you, either you played it or you didn't, but, um... Yeah. I'm sure, which, uh, you've played, like, Call of Duty and Battlefield and stuff like that, I'm sure, too. Yeah. And then another another good one, too, is a Medal of Honor. That was a really good one. The only Medal of Honor game I've played was the one that was on GameCube. Frontline? I'm guessing. It was the one where you stormed the beaches of D-Day and stuff. Yeah, that's the one. I played that one. That one had actually, uh, that one has some cool multiplayer to it. That had a yeah, really yeah. interesting story. There was a... In one section, there was this mansion. You had to, like, kill some person that worked in it to take his ID and use his ID to sneak around the mansion and stuff like that. That was really cool to me because it was, like, I don't know. You just weren't expecting (laughs) that type of game? Yeah, it was just like, oh, I thought there would be a lot of fighting. But it wasn't really a stealth portion, but it was, like, don't blow your cover kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I've been, like... So there's two games that I've had my eye on for a while just because they, they're interesting and I've wanted to play them. But I've heard also that they're kind of a clusterfuck in the same way is uh, is what what are they called? I'm trying to remember what they're called. There's Mordow and then Mountain Blade I've seen some, some about because Mute, you said something about that earlier. And I've seen someone play it, but I've never... It doesn't appeal to me like um, Mordow does. There's been plenty of games where they've done like multiplayer... Like a multiplayer... uh, Like uh, 
what is it? What am I? What the word? What's the word I'm thinking of? Like a multiplayer melee death match. Oh well. We're keeping. We're keeping fucking For Honor out of this. I don't even want to fucking think about that game. But the only thing that really irks me about like Mordow and even don't fucking mention it, but uh, For Honor is the inaccuracies when it comes to like battle against armor. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we talked we talked about this last episode. Did we? Oh my god! My... Yeah, we went on about it for like half an hour. We were like, "Oh, we're running out of shit to talk about," and you're just like, "You know what? I fucking hate For Honor." Oh no! Yeah, I don't like For Honor, but there's like, so one of the things that you can so do, wrong, like the sword or whatever, like should ting against the armor and well, not, not just slice just... you in half. Well, it's not just that. One of the things that I found out after that podcast, because I said I was going to look it up, and I did, and I found like a a definite test that somebody has done. And one of the things that you can do in, like, Mordow, I think, and in any other game where you can use, like, a bow against armor, you are you can, you can shoot someone through their armor with a bow. And it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. You cannot get an arrow. Don't matter how strong the bow, bow is. Doesn't matter how big the fucking arrow is. It's not getting it through that armor. And it's that that shit pisses me off when there's like inaccuracies like that. Like you cannot get a headshot on somebody with a bow and arrow if they've got a fucking helmet on. If they got a steel helmet on, it's not happening there, buddy. Something that I kind of find interesting is the fact that Mordow has a battle royale with sixty four players. No fucking way. It has a battle royale. Yeah. Yep, uh, Mordow Battle Royale, and this is according to Wikipedia. It says 64 players will compete against each other in a free-for-all match. When a player is defeated, they will lose the game and not spawn again. The last player staying will be the winner. At the start of the game, all players will spawn without weapons or armor. They must seek out chests containing equipment in order to increase their chance of survival. To avoid stalemates, a ring surrounds the entire map and will slowly shrink to bring the players closer to each other. Which I find that really interesting for what I'm assumed to be a melee only kind of game yeah well i mean it's got like bows and stuff but it's it's you're yeah. using a bow against armor but i mean not to say that they made that accurate which i mean in most cases you don't want to make it too accurate because then it's going to get stupid like you're literally going to be aiming yeah, but a at bow at like, like little tiny points in the armor that you can get an arrow into yeah but that should be like detrimental if you can actually land the shot yeah, it's, it's like a headshot, but you know, like ninety percent of games nowadays give you aim assist, and then are just like, okay, headshots are like every shot you get now, and they're lethal. Yeah, well, I mean, like, welcome to Call of Duty Modern Warfare that we were playing earlier. Oh God, can we not talk about that? It makes me yeah, we'll get to it later, though. Yeah, but I I just feel like at least with there are some things that I know they can't do with realism which I I've talked about this before but it was like when using a sword like a long sword or something like that and you're fighting somebody with armor you're not going to be slashing at that other person you're going to be holding the sword with one hand on the on the handle the hilt and then one hand halfway down the sword you're going to hold that and you're going to be using it like a little like like a spike stick or like a spear and you're going to be trying to stick the tip of the sword into the open gaps of the armor. But how would you do that 
in like a multiplayer game where everybody's like strafing around and they're all over the place. Yeah, it doesn't really like to have fucking Parkinson's disease because that's how people play the game now. Yeah, there's no way that you're going to be able to actively portray, you know, correct sword technique in a game like that, even though it would be fucking rad if they did that. There's no way yeah. you'd be able to do that and still keep it entertaining for the rest of the people that aren't like fucking sword geeks. Um, but I mean, I it would be appreciated if that was a thing. Like if they had a special, uh, a special one v one thing. Like like for instance, like the thing that Titanfall does with the um, what is it called? The arena, the Colosseum, the Colosseum. That's what it is. Uh, where you can go one v one on somebody. If they had something like that, and it made the the sword system, the or the dueling system, a lot more in depth, and you had to know like certain controls to do certain things. That would be a lot cooler. Like with fencing, the whole point is to stab the little pointy end into your opponent. Like if they have armor, you're obviously going to be, you're not going to aim for the chest plate. You're going to aim for like the neck or the the shoulders, the armpits, like just below the armor where like the the waist is. You're gonna go for those soft points because that's the only place you're gonna make it. You're gonna hit it, get a hit. The only thing is with old like games like, like Mordow or uh, or or even Blade and Sorcery, the the VR one, which I feel like has a whole bunch of potential when it comes to like like old style weapons like swords and and battle axes yeah. and stuff like There's that. There's not a lot of games out there like that. I'd love to see. I, I don't know if Blade and Sorcery does it already, but I'd love to see something like that where it has a guy, it gives you a challenge, and it says it gives you a fully armored knight, you have some armor on so you can take a few hits, but like like you have like an all-around armor, but he has gaps in his armor, like it's realistic, and you have to take a long sword and you have to kill him. And how are you going to do that? You're going to find the gaps in his armor under the armpits, right around the neck, in those the under the plates. Like you can force the blade under the plates, and you're going to get into those to stab him. But you have to do it smart because he also has a sword that he's going to stab you with. So it's like stuff like that would be cool because it pays homage to like you know the 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 classic sword technique. But it also has like the fun game feel of it because it's still a challenge. You still have to like know what the fuck you're doing, and it's not like an easy like slash and win, you know, stuff something like that. But I mean, they better have good physics, not just with that, but also with like if you're gonna use a warhammer, it should crumple armor like completely. Like if you hit somebody with a warhammer. It's meant to crumple armor, and if it doesn't, that's bullshit. Same thing with like a pole arm, like a should be like cracking fucking bones with that bitch. Oh yeah, no. Well, I mean that's the point of a, a warhammer was m the best thing you could do was either with the the meat tenderizer end or, end of it, which was like a like the hammer point that had like spikes on it. Yeah, the really spiky end. Yeah, or there was another point that was like a pick, and it was like a giant hook. And uh, not like a not like a fish hook, but like a you know what I'm talking about. Like a it was like a spike, like a curved spike, and it was like the the hammer end of it, the blunt end. You take that and it would like cave in 
like chest plate, so it made it hard for them to breathe. Yeah, like, like the hook he, end is a really spiky. Like it's like a giant ass spike you would just shove through the armor, and that's like, yeah, yeah. You could swing that. That heavy would do ass, catastrophic damage. Yeah, you could swing that uh, that hammer, and like pu- it would punch through armor because you know all of that force on that tiny little point. It would go. It would just punch straight through, and like especially if you hit somebody in the helmet with that, they're done for. They're gone. There's no way they're getting past that. Like, I don't, I need to look more into, like, Mordow to see if there's, like, a, an alternate, um, method of using different weapons. So, like, if, like, it would be really cool if, like, I know you can do the, um, there's a, there's a move that you can do in Mordow, which is, like, an actual, from the old fighting texts, like, or tech, like, what, what would you call them? Like, sword fighting manuals. That would like teach you, you know, different moves and techniques and how to do different things. There was one called "Ending Them Rightly," and it it's I think it's also in um, I think it's also in For Honor. But basically, what you do is you if you have like a long sword, you would you would unscrew the pommel on the end of it and you'd throw it at the opponent's head and kill them. And uh, that's called "Ending Them Rightly." And I know that's one of the things, but that doesn't make any fucking sense if they're in full plate armor. So you know what? What do I know? Yeah, a lot of it doesn't really make sense. Well, I mean, I can see why they don't, though. Because, I mean, they have to make it fun. And a lot of the things I'm describing would be interesting, but not fun. Like, having having to strafe around one guy and block certain attacks for, like, five minutes so you can get one hit on them would probably drive most people insane. So (laughs) I don't expect, I don't, I don't honestly expect any of them to do anything like this. It's just, you know, a wish. (laughs) I wish upon a star that, you know, they would actually do something. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen though. Yeah, exactly. I wish upon a star they would do something actually fucking accurate instead of, you know, here is big sword. You swing and hit, and yes, you do damage. I mean, so the the when I was talking about earlier with arrows and armor and stuff like that, they the test I watched, they use like it's like quarter inch thick arrows, like these motherfuckers were no joke, and they were using um. If anybody knows what bodkin points is, cat, could you look up? Uh, bodkin point and send the picture through the through the discord it's it's like a it's like a tapered point but it's like smooth so that it it like goes through mail it'll like pull apart chain link mail really easily but it's not too wide or jagged that it gets stuck in the opponent like it'll do damage but it won't get stuck in them it's not like a uh, it's not like a barbed arrow like you can pull it out easy, but these things were like the. So we just slide straight out. Oh yeah, no the 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 fucking the head on these things were heavy. The shaft on the fucking arrow was like like I said it was a quarter inch thick. These were no deal. They like these are no. They're yeah okay awesome. These are exactly what I'm looking for. Let me see. I need to save that it. That just looks heavy. Yeah. And the like the guy who was making these arrows was like the best. Whoa, what the fuck? Come on. There we go. He was like he was like the best in his field. Making like he made them as they would have made them back then, 
historically accurate right down to like the fletching on the end and they had I think I already said it but they had a guy that was like pulling like a 150 pound longbow no fucking joke here let me see it takes a lot of training to do well yeah he's been training since he was a kid okay Like, can you imagine training in archery as a from like the like I don't I don't remember the exact age, but like since you were a small child, a small a small boy, to shoot like a hundred and fifty pound longbow at the end of the day, like he can shoot a two hundred pound one, but after like four shots, he's he's worn out, like he can't do it. So anybody who's who's watching, this is what a bodkin point looks like. And so imagine the the tip of this it would it would enter like the uh the like a riveted male ring or like a it's usually riveted male is what they would have and it would basically the the force of it would push it into that ring pop the rivet and spread the um and spread the ring open so that it could force its way past it through the gambeson and into the person behind all of that padding and armor and stuff but that couldn't make it through um through like french plate mail armor like a chest plate made by the french back in the day and the tip of that thing would get dented in like it'd be gone and you could if you looked at it it would be it would be like discolored like it would be like a blue color because when it hit it created so much heat that it would like it would like change the temper of the metal of the arrow it was nuts but I'm sorry that was that was a tangent off into off into oblivion. But like, I don't know. What's your opinion on re- realism, like in these type of games? Like, uh, like like you said, like if you have too much, then it's just going to be downright annoying to try to hit everything just right, as if because you're you're limited to a certain amount of controls when you're playing it in a game. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I feel like. I feel like VR helps a lot with that. Because you can literally can, you can literally act out what you're supposed to do. Like I could I could honestly see us doing if it got to it got got as accurate as it needs to be, us doing like old like if I was able to train uh train myself in in like uh what do you call it like saber dueling i'd love to learn how to do saber dueling that shit's so fucking cool like oh my gosh because it's not like so you know if anybody's watched like fencing how they like sort of like knock the swords out of the way and they sort of like swing the sword around the other persons and then like go for like a stab or a strike or whatever saber dueling is quite the opposite you're literally you have one hand behind your back and you're swinging the saber around and literally smacking the other ones out of the way so you can get like um so you can get cuts on the other person like you're not stabbing with this sucker you're slicing and it's fucking awesome it's like it's like what you um if you've ever watched i mean it's stupid to ask this but if you've ever watched pirates of the caribbean the way they sword duel the way they fight with their swords is how you would it's it's almost like how you'd fight using a uh, using a saber it's super cool and I'd love to be able to learn that in like a in like a video game like a VR game 
Like, I know Blade and Sorcery is almost there. Or, well, I mean, it's still got a ways to go. But it's like, you could technically learn good sword technique in Blade and Sorcery. Not not even, like, that's not even considering the, um, what is it, the, uh, the Valve Index? Those controllers coming out? Oh my gosh. That would make, that would make using, like, a polearm or a spear in that game so much fucking easier. Yeah, the only problem you always have with things like the index is they're just so goddamn expensive. Oh, well, yeah. And in order to get the realism you're actually looking for, you would need something for your entire body, and that's not even, like, in our lifetime. But no, a it peripheral, is. A peripheral of chest plates covered in spikes when you get stabbed, it stabs you. <laughs> I mean, that actually sounds perfect. Well, no, there's a... Well, you know, there's like, a... I know there's, like, sensors and stuff, but that's not going to catch everything correctly okay well i gotta i'm pretty well, then sure what are you supposed to do well i'm pretty sure literally nothing yet well no i'm pretty sure you can send it like okay say so the way it works would be like if you have you have the headset on your head so that's motion captioning your head you've got things in your hands so all you'd have to do is put something on your elbow on your knees and on your feet and on your waist and so now they've got your points of reference of your major, like, any any joints that you can move. So now that you have that, all they need is, like, if you really want to get right down to, like, the exact measurements of your body, you just have to take, like, a, they would say, like, okay, enter in the measurements of these certain body parts. So they say your forearms, left forearm, Which right forearm. Which they already do that for VR now, wait. Well, I think they, I think they approximate, like don't they? Well, it's not even like approximation. They can just usually they can just like you know they have you put on the headset. They have you like hold your arms in a certain position, and they can usually calculate like you know because VR usually has like the camera setups and all. Yeah, yeah. They can easily calculate yeah, how can't. how tall you are, and they can use that data of how tall you are to calculate like where your legs are. They can use the position of your hands to calculate, you know, where your arms are, where your forearms yeah, are. Yeah, well, I mean, but they can't also... exactly do that because they don't know where you set up the sensors at or the cameras oh, at. Oh, well, yeah, there's that. You could put them super far away or, like, super close up, and they'll be like, okay, well, you're nine feet tall, but you're really four. Well, no, 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 because, no, that's not, that's actually not true because the way they usually have it is, uh, you know how like how the Kinect works? It's able to like read all of that with just one camera. Even the Kinect has like settings that you have to set up, like. But with in the most system of, settings, with pretty much every v, with pretty much every VR setup, I think except the Oculus Rift, where it's not it's optional, you'll have uh like two cameras, at like set up on like poles at height. So they can literally, like, both cameras in two corners of the room, and they literally basically get, like, a 3D space of the room. They yeah. can tell how tall you are. Okay, so, hold on. So, Solemn, I'm assuming what you're saying is, like, so if they're not, if it's not going to be able to track your body well enough, are you saying, like, in a multiplayer sense, or if, like, if you're battling, if you're fighting against, like, a, if you're going PvE and you're fighting against the computer, you don't want it to be able to hit you unfairly? Well, both, really. Okay. Like, if you're fighting someone in multiplayer and they, they go for the legs in a VR game, you can't just move your leg out the way. Unless you have the sensors. If you have the sensors on your leg, you're able to. But what I'm saying, okay, so what I'm saying for this is like, okay, so say you're in a multiplayer setting and somebody is like six foot three and you're like five foot 
you're like five five. If you're in a multiplayer setting, it would make a whole lot of sense to raise his to put your both on an equal playing field. So you'll both be like you'll both be six foot even. So it's like your your game is still capturing the same way. It's just that like he's scaled down, you're scaled up. And so you're both fighting on the same playing field and you're both fighting against like in like the same thing. It's just that it it wouldn't matter if you're a different height. If you've made yourself nine foot tall, it wouldn't matter because the game is gonna automatically size you down to six or six foot even. So it's like and that even goes for like um for like uh what what you call it? Uh PvE stuff. So it's like if the computer swings a sword at you at your waist, you're wearing no armor and it and it slices you. It's like, okay, well, I don't think it should have hit me. Why did it hit me? And it's like, okay, well, if there is something wrong, maybe the sensor is reading, like, maybe the sensor is reading that it's at your center and not your back. Like, because usually when people put a sensor on their waist, it's usually on their back, like, right above their butt. And it's, like, on their tailbone. Like, or right, like right where the waist of their pants would be. So, like... If it's reading wrong in that scenario, like you you can adjust it. But if some fucko is just like, I'm not foot tall, I smash Nat on head with big hammer. Like <laughs> obviously they're just fucking around and it's not they're not actually there to like learn anything like t technique wise or anything like that. Like if I was running it, I would want it to be almost exactly as my body is, so that if I'm learning technique and I get hit, it's my fault. And it's not like the controllers or anything else is going wonky. It's because I didn't know my technique well enough, and I need to get I need to get good, you know, shit like that. Well, there's two things about that. First of all, the thing about like technique and all, it's it's hard to do in VR just because, you know, when you when you when you are playing a VR game and you hit someone, you know, there is no feedback. Your sword just kind of phases through them and deals damage. Or, well, even if the game has physics and it doesn't do that sort of thing, you know, your arm itself will still be, like, going wherever yeah. it pleases. And second, yeah. uh, I've seen this in a few VR games. Not that I've personally played. I don't own any VR headsets or anything. But let's say you're, you're like, a really tall dude and your character is short. What ends up happening is, you know, you're a tall dude. So your arms are longer. So when you hold out the like the controller all the way, the controller and where you can actually like grab stuff is actually beyond the reach of the character. And alternatively, mm. like if you're short and the character's really tall, your controller is like in their wrist. See, yeah, there's that. I feel like that's just a. I th feel like that can be adjusted. Like with just like enough the time. That, you can't. You can only do so much adjusting before it just comes down to straight up. Like, does it work or does it not work? I mean, the solution to that would, I guess, just be like adjusting arm lengths on models and yeah. hoping it doesn't look too like wonky. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just I don't see. My thing is like that's like I. That's that's like a player model thing. That's like if if you're. It, there's no reason why a player model shouldn't be able to match your arm movements one to one. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's something wrong with the model if your arms can reach way past where theirs can. It's obviously not matching up correctly. Well, it's not just yeah, the but model. it's like having like how are you supposed to make it even for someone with like this length arm versus this length arm? You know, I mean, like you, you can usually use so much before it just straight up doesn't work. 
Usually what most games just do is they let you, like, calibrate your height or, like... None of this... Yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time. But, like, none of that matters if it's not multiplayer. But, like, even, like he said, for, like, a PvE game, it's just, like... It would be I know, I know there is a multiplayer VR game. If if y'all have heard of Pavlov, it's like, you know, VR Counter Strike, basically. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I I don't quite know how they handle it, but I guess it's one of those games where it's like, for the most part, you're going to be using guns at worst, a knife, so it doesn't quite matter, like yeah. you know, people's height difference. Yeah, but in these kinds of games... You're not going to have odd job from 007 over here. Yeah, I don't... Just, like... I don't know if we're understanding each other, like, correctly. Like, so, so Solemn, what are you... I'm trying to think of what I'm... Uh, what I need clarification on. Because, like... Say we're talking about, like, a player model that has, like, long arms, but you don't have long enough arms to use it, right? So, how would you fix that? Wait, well, what do you, wait, what do you mean? Can you rephrase that? So, okay. So you uh I'm trying to think what's a what's a character that has really like freakishly long arms? Um Enderman. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, there, that works. Like an Enderman or uh or like Slenderman. Say you want to be that in VR chat. Let's just use VR chat cuz that's easier. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but I'm going to I'm going to roll with it. Um If you're going to if you're going to make it to where your player, like you're the dev, you're going to make it to where that player can use that that player model, whether they're short, tall, have like tiny arms or whatever. It doesn't matter. How are you going to do that? Without going well, into I like know, technical stuff. I know what VR chat does on like a basic level is it literally just like your headset is basically just like wherever the head of the player model is. You know, if you've ever seen, like, footage of VR chat, you'll find people who use, like, really short player models. And to that player, like, that player model's head is actually, like, their head height. Yeah. They, they see everyone else as being super tall. Yeah, yeah. Solid but either. most games, like, I, I know uh, Boneworks does this, where you just, like, adjust your height... To match your real life height, and it's just because of the proportions of the player model, it all just kind of works out because you know no one's gonna have like freakishly long arms or anything. Yeah. Solemn, you there? You didn't die, did you? What? Yeah. yeah okay. No, we're good. Well, just um, because the what I'm saying is like, so say I'm playing as like an Enderman because okay, so the Enderman has like really long legs, really long arms, right? So what it would do is it would literally take so all is it since it's like taking data from my arms and how I'm moving my arms all it would have to do is side this is really this is not technical speak this is this is going to sound horrible but all it has to do is like take like the feedback that it's getting from my arms and just size it up so that it matches the enderman or like the same with my yeah, legs. When you when you do that, like when you size anything up or size anything down, like you're saying, like bringing it to scale from real life to what you're trying to like portray, uh -huh. it's going to lose accuracy. The more you have to adjust, the more the less accurate it's going to be. And that's, I mean, what I 
thing. Like it's. I'm, I'm I mean, sure I a player guess. model like that exists in something like VR chat. And if I had it does, to guess, but it looks really janky. If you've ever like seen anything like that. If I had to guess, the player mo- you know, the player models aren't made by the devs. They're made by like community members. Yeah. But if I had to guess, their solution is probably something along the lines of just like lining up the controller of where the hands would be. Yeah. That's what, that's what I probably would do. having the elbow be like, basically, if this... Just wherever it needs to go. Yeah, the elbow just goes wherever it needs to go, and you let the VR work out the rest. I mean, sure, it's going to be weird, like, you know, because you're going to have, like, extendo arms. <laughs> yeah. It's going, to, it, it's going to look natural for everyone else, but for you, it's going to feel weird because it's going to feel like your arms are a lot longer than they actually are. But aside from that, if it's something like VR chat, that doesn't really matter too much. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I see what you're saying, Solemn, with like, it becomes more inaccurate as the more you like try to fix it. But I don't, I feel like the better we get at it, the less inaccurate we can make it. Like, I, I feel like That's we what can... I'm saying, though. Like, you would just have to wait for it to get better because we're not talking about anything like VR chat or anything. It'd be more like if you were to, Take anything like Mordow or whatever, make it, um, make it VR, make it VR, yeah, or something like that. Then accuracy would matter, and you just cannot do that until it's perfected. I guess, I guess I could see that. I feel like as long as people, well, that's like, well, now we're talking about freakishly, like, say it's like we have like a character with like freakishly long legs and arms. But like, if we're just well, you don't you don't even have to say it that way. You can just say like a thirty or forty year old man that's like you know like overweight or whatever. So he's gonna be like a bit bigger. He's gonna have longer arms, longer legs, whatever. And then you take someone that's like twelve years old. Yeah, that's playing the same game and match them up. It's just it's not gonna work. I think I think that I don't think that's a big enough adjustment that it'll make it super inaccurate. I personally don't think. I mean, we don't. Both of us don't know for sure. It, it, it's still like human proportion, yeah. Yeah, as long as it's like it's still a general. But if the human itself is that small and it has to size itself down that far, it's going to be like a well, no, disadvantage no. for the other person. Well, you're not. Well, not necessarily because you're still. It's still taking you as you are. It's you're not. It's not like you have to move less or move lo- more. You're moving the same. It's just it's scaling your player model down so that you can fight yeah, against something smaller. Yeah, but scaling smaller. your player model down would scale your hitbox down too, and that just leads to just straight up being but that's, unfair. But like, you're on the same level as the person you're fighting. If you're, are you talking about if you're fighting if a like a forty year old man is fighting a twelve year old on a game? This is this is going places. <laughs> if you're if it's like a forty year old man fighting uh fighting like some twelve year old kid on a game. And it's scaling the man down to the kid's size. You're both on the same playing field then. Originally, the kid would be at a disadvantage, but you're scaling the guy down so that you, both of you are on the same playing field. There's no advantage or disadvantage for either of you. Unless there yeah, is but that the, inaccuracy. The accuracy would be messed up in scaling it is what I'm getting at. See, I just... It wouldn't be as accurate. You're just going to straight up just hit the wrong place and, like... It's not going to be fair for somebody when they can just be like waited on until there's. I don't know. I don't. A way to make it fair. I don't know. I don't see that. I don't. I feel well, like maybe that's why it doesn't exist yet. Think about it that way. Ooh, 
I didn't, it's just like or that or or that or we're focused on the on different things. I don't think we're, we're really focused on accuracy that much. We're just trying to we're just trying to get VR to work at this point. <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I don't think we're going to agree on that because I just don't feel like if it's taking the same data and all you have to do is just change like one or two things to make it like to like scale down a player model doesn't seem like it's going to take that much to do that. Well, we, well, think about what VR is now. It doesn't take your entire body most of the time. It just takes what your hands are doing, and that's what you're. Oh yeah, no. That's what you're supposed to be doing. But that's what I'm saying. Like in the grand scheme of things, like when it's all worked out, there's going to be like full. It's going to track everything, and you'll be yeah. able to do everything that way. Oh my goodness, we are super heckin' off track. <laughs> we got straight into VR, and then took off from there like lightning fast good grief i think it's just because a lot of us don't have much experience with like historical stuff in games so you know i want to play a game like that my good oh oh my goodness i just thought of this one of the things that i feel like it was in it was enraging at the time but it was when um it was when hauser or sticks he had us on what game was that? It was like a you played you dog it was like a dog fight game. You had to fight other people in planes. War Thunder? Yeah. You were telling me about that. Yeah, it was like enraging, but at the same time it made sense. Like you had people flying around in jets, like destroying me as a bi like, I was like a biplane. Like the fuck am I supposed to do as a biplane? <laughs> And it would have stuff like it had a it would have a reticle so that you could aim your shots before where the person was flying so that the bullets would actually hit them. That I couldn't imagine flying an actual plane and having to aim ahead like that. Like Jesus fucking Christ! Make easy for me. I just want to point and shoot. <laughs> yeah. And then you have like flight simulator. <laughs> Flight simulators were great. It's just playing old planes in there. Like, the weapons that they had were, like, janky as fuck. Like, one of the biggest problems you have in War Thunder, as far as I'm concerned, I only played it a little bit before I got mad and was like, yeah, no, I'm done, was your gun would jam. And that was probably, like, is literally like, oh, well, your gun's jammed. Like, just You're from fucked. firing it too much? Or... Yeah. Like, if you let it overheat, it well, would that jam. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, it's no, so realistic. no, no. Yeah, I didn't say. It's like, it's so you wouldn't have the disadvantage. Oh yeah, no. It's it. It makes sense. I'm just saying it was aggravating. <laughs> it was really fucking. It pissed me off when I was like about to shoot somebody down, and my gun was like, "Ha, ah, guess what, buddy? Fuck you." It was like, dude. Because in that game, oh, it was epic. like, what? Say again. Sorry. Unepic. Yeah, it was majorly unepic, like super unepic. Like, I mean, and also, don't even get me started on the fact that that game starts you out on garbage planes while everyone else is flying around fucking jets. Screw that, man. So there's no matchmaking to it? Oh, no. Not at all. Dude, that... Well, I mean, you know what? Actually, scratch that. I'm not going to say that. I was playing with Sticks, and he's been playing that game for a while. So he probably has, you know... He has a lot more time on it. He probably has better planes. 
He has a better rank. I was put in with higher ranks. Flying some baby plane. So, but it was it was extremely enraging, and I hated it. It was horrible. I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. I mean, thank you, thank you for that. Maybe if I was playing against people that were like on the same level as me, then then yeah. Well, that's the problem. Like that's the that's the problem I have with a lot of games. Like I'll start playing with somebody who's like trying to get me into the game, and they've been playing it for a while, and they're like three thousand levels out of me. <laughs> yeah. So I get put on their playing field, and everything just seems unfair and really sucks. Yeah. That's half the reason I like stopped playing Warframe because I I was playing it with uh I was playing it with Chrome and he was like, "Yeah, check out this uh max level stuff that I could in the max level is like 30 in that game." It's like, "Check out all this max level stuff that I have and you don't and look at what it can do." Yeah, like, that's wow, like, well, that's not wow, fun. Wow, cool. Um I'm going to go play look a at this fun thing game. That I grind <laughs> I had to grind for like 4 days just to get. It's like, "Yeah, no, not my kind of game." Yeah, no, Sorry. grind games suck. I fucking hate those games. You know what? I'll we're you know we're gonna do something real quick. I've got a thing that I was thinking about a while back. Well, not a while back. When I was thinking about this stream, I wanted people to be able to throw in like their own history facts and ask us, you know, how would we implement it as a um, as like a game mechanic. But it was kind of last second, and I didn't want to just throw it out there, you know, just randomly. Um, Without telling you guys, because it was like, I don't remember what time it was. All I know is that I couldn't text you or message you guys and, like, okay it with you. It was, it was sometime like that. It might have been in the morning when I before I was going to work or something like that. But, yeah. I, that's that's pretty much the all the entire idea was, like, but, I mean, like, we don't have... Nobody said anything in chat, so I don't think we're gonna have anybody with history facts to be like, "Hey, how would you do this?" Like, I don't know. Mo most of the things I'm thinking of, though, are like, are like combat stuff. I'm trying to think, like, because the only other things I can think of are like survival things, like survival games. Like, how would you work in, um... I got something, it's a bit of a, well, I, I more of like was a hot topic, okay. like, a year ago. The argument of, like, what's more important in a game like Battlefield? Historical accuracy? Or, I don't know how to phrase it. People, you would phrase it like, oh, it's like political correctness or it's like, you know, be unrealistic. But like, you know, letting you be able to like choose your character as a woman on the fields of World War II. What do you think is more important there? The historical accuracy of trying to maintain World War II or trying to let players customize their characters how they want? service or accuracy. When it comes – in my opinion, if you're asking my opinion – if it's in the multiplayer, I don't give a shit. If it's in the campaign and you're actually trying to tell a story, then I would stick to the accuracy. Yeah, that's what that's what I was kind of thinking earlier because in um in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you got to play as one like a brother or a sister. I forgot because I've never played that one. But 
if you played as the brother, you marry this one girl or whatever, and if you play as the sister, you marry this one guy. Well, in the first week of that game coming out, they got under backlash like, oh, why can't I be gay in the game? So they had to rip it off the shelves and redo it to where if you chose the guy, you could marry the guy. Jesus Christ. It's like... like that. It was like, well, it's a, it's a campaign. It's just like, that's not what was accurate back in the time, but whatever. I wish that... Ubisoft oh, you know what? I was... I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna say it because it's political and we don't do we don't go there there or go there here. But I don't know. It's just I feel like I feel like games should stick to their guns when they get backlash like that. Like I mean, unless yeah, unless, like, unless I mean, what if they're you don't doing, play, don't play my game. Unless what they're doing is like obviously like homophobic or bad. Oh yeah, no. Like, well, I mean, if you think about like, like this is this is X time period, and this is what they did in X time period. Exactly. I mean, the, it, when it comes down to accuracy, that's where that comes in. Like, if you're gonna go with historical then, accuracy when it comes to like how they treated ho- uh, like the homosexuals back in the day, they didn't treat them very well. So it's very unlikely for them, like, for their story to go well. Like, I'm yeah, sorry, but that's how it was. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Expect someone like that to pick up a game like that, knowing that that's what it's gonna be about. This is like. Are you blaming the game for it, or are you just mad at that point in history? Like, just yeah, don't like, buy it. I, I, if yeah, it's I, don't, for you. I don't get it. I completely forget what game it was. I, I completely forget. I don't know if it was like The Sims or whatever. But they came out, or this game came out, and it wasn't like some sort of historical game. It was just like a modern life game. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of The Sims. And it was like in Russia they wouldn't let you like they wouldn't let you be gay in the game they patched they literally patched out the ability to date men as a man and like that's not okay but that's also russia and it's and russia... also the sims so i mean it's whatever i'm not i'm not worried about that stuff it doesn't it doesn't affect me as long as it doesn't affect me i don't i don't really care it's whatever I don't want to get involved in that stuff, and I definitely don't think we should go down that rabbit hole here. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. Yikes! Um, I want. Well, I just want to finish the thought. I think it was because something like, uh, you know, because Russia is kind of a bit ass backwards in a couple things. It was one of those things where it's like if the Sims, if they wanted to ship the Sims Four and allow gay relationships, the game would get, like, an adults-only rating in Russia. Probably. That's why... This is really off-topic, but that's why a lot of movies these days will get bumped down to, like, PG-13 and won't have any blood and gore in it because they're trying to get... They're trying to get it sold in, uh, in China. Like, the Meg. There was no blood or gore of, like, the shark eating people because they were trying to sell it in China. Like, that's the whole reason why there wasn't any blood and gore in that movie. That's like what the that's what was confirmed by when like when they asked like producers and shit like that, which is fucking stupid. But I mean, hey, whatever. Not my problem. It's, it, it, it's stupid, but it's also kind of understandable from like the company's point of oh, view. Oh yeah, money making point of view. Hell yeah, it makes sense. But it's so stupid. <laughs> from a consumer's perspective, it's really fucking stupid. Then you have things like you know, there's like the Halo games where you know every single Halo game has been rated. M- 
Fury except Halo 5 where they bumped it down to a teen rating. Yeah, and it was literally the different way that the blood came out of the body. There's still blood in the game, but it's like, that's not the reason they did it. It's like a mist. What, like, what was different about it? It was like a mist instead of like a spray? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's dumb. I mean, whatever. Man, we need to start playing more historical games because, uh... We? Okay, me included. Okay, well, no, no, I mean, no, yeah, let's, we have... let's go. It's not really off-topic, but uh, think think about Fallout. You've played Fallout. Yes, that's, that's right. I wanted to say it's something kinda, about Fallout. Yeah, but... it's, it's kind of like history, but it's like, um... It's alternate. It, they go a different route. Yeah, it's alternate. So, like, World War Two happens, and then they're just like, hey, these um, bombs bad. Let's use nuclear energy instead. Bombs then, bad. You know, like, bomb. <laughs> yeah, bombs bad. Let's stockpile them. And it's kind of, it makes you think, like, is something like that going to happen someday in real life? You know what the funniest thing about that whole Fallout, like, when Fallout... I th- I feel like wasn't it like a like a year or two ago where Fallout like blew up for a bit, like it like people were nuts about it for a second. Well, I mean, it was when it was like Fallout seventy six came out. I would assume. Well, I I I'm thinking farther back, like fall when like Fallout four came out. Yeah, I was gonna say you mean yeah. good nuts or bad nuts? Yeah, no good nuts. Like people were like all about Fallout four, and it was like in memes and shit like that. Or just in Fallout yeah. in general, but like that's probably around when Fallout Four came out. Yeah, I had it. There was so many people that were like, "Man, I with Fallout Four, what happened in real life?" And I was like, "Motherfucker, you'd be the dead person." No, you don't. Like, yeah, what are you talking this is about? Years after the people that actually got into these vaults and survived. You'd, yeah, you'd you know who you'd be if you, if Fallout Four was real? You know who you'd be? You'd be the guy when you go into the random house, the skeleton you find howling <laughs> in the closet. You'd be him. <laughs> you'd be, or or you could possibly be someone like Roy Phillips, like a ghoul. You remember who he was? No, I don't. I don't remember who Roy Phillips was. He was the ghoul in Fallout Three who was trying to get into Tenpenny Tower, but they wouldn't let him because he was ugly. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it was crazy. That game was good. I I did like Fallout. Or like 4. the Brotherhood of Steel thinks that ghouls are like abominations to human life. Wow. Like okay, simps I can understand. Well, Super simps mutants, aren't real. Super mutants, absolutely. Feral ghouls, they're bad. But, like, ghouls are kind of just, like, ugly people. <laughs> well, I mean, unless they're the ferals, but... Yeah, obviously. But, I mean, they have some special things about them, like being resistant to radiation and just living a long-ass time, but, like, they don't hurt anyone. Yeah, but th- think about it, too, like... It... They're they literally can, just... Can they go at any time, or is it just, like, a hit-or-miss kind of thing? Like, some of them are, some of them are. Well, it's, it's rotten in your brain, me... isn't it? It's, like, the radiation's rotten in your brain. I'm not sure. I think, I think they do bring it up in at some points in some of the games that it is possible for a ghoul to just, like, go feral. I think I remember hearing something about that from, um... It was at Repcon in Fallout New Vegas where you were talking to Jason Bright and his followers. who was, like, someone... I don't know. Something about one of his brothers or sisters. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, I don't know why I just dropped. I should I should try to... Oh, 
shit. I just thought I was like, man, I should try to get Fallout Four again. But I think I fucking I think it was on a disc, and I don't know where the disc is. <laughs> Damn. Rest Damn. in peace. This is so sad. I'm trying to think yeah, of other. I recently like... got it on PC, but my PC can't run it at all. I'm trying to think of like other like alternate history stuff in games. Let me just like pull alternate up my history Steam stuff. Is cool. like Fallout, I think, does the best one where it's like, because it's really cool walking around like places like DC or whatever in Fallout Three, and then being like, "Well, this is what remains of it, and these are the new factions born out of it." Like the Enclave is like what's left over of the U.S. government and stuff like that. Huh. Like games that write their own history are always cool. I mean, we were talking about Call of Duty in the beginning, and I mean. In some way, the Modern Warfare trilogy is alternate history. Yeah, I mean, if you think of especially like Infinite Warfare and stuff like that, because... The, well, not Infinite Warfare, because that, that's, that's too far in the future, but I'm yeah, thinking... Yeah, but it's, it's still canon with, like, Ghosts, right? Call of Duty Ghosts, and that's even I mean, more kind of, like, realistic. was an amazing Call of Duty, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, it's, we, it's we don't talk about either. that one. But I know, like, you know, Modern Warfare 1, you know, I don't know, was... At the time Modern Warfare came out, was it like, I can't remember if the game was like, oh, this is present day, or like, this is like a year in the future. Yeah, even if it was a year, and like a, a current political power just got like, executed or something like just that. got yeeted. This is a weird thought, it's kind of weird, but things like, movies like, you know, Back to the Future 2, are they technically alternate history at this point? I mean think about it kinda mm-hmm. i mean it's not like widespread history right well when they're saying alternate they're not they're not saying like in five years from now we're gonna be like commercial space travel kind of thing sometimes well, you know back to the future like mild changes back to the future too the movie uh, takes place in the year 2015 and they have like hoverboards and holograms and shit like that but the That's movie so was made in like the 80s or the 70s i can't quite remember yeah, where's my fucking the movie was back then, but the time period in the movie, we've reached that point. We literally like those reached and surpassed. <clears throat> reached and surpassed in terms of date, not in terms of technology. Sadly, we still yeah. don't have hoverboards. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we have hoverboards. Yes, government. Where is my yes, hoverboard? Yes. Aren't those hoverboards just like sideways skateboards? Yeah, I don't know why people called them hoverboards. Because they're fucking they ob- stupid. I don't they know. they objectively do not hover. I mean, technically, you can get a hoverboard. It's just not as fun as you'll think it's gonna be. Because the whole thing that makes a skateboard fun is that you can turn it like at will. A hoverboard, like a hoverboard you can have today, is literally just a magnet board, like that's just forcing off magnets in the ground. Like, if you put them there, I'm not saying, like, naturally occurring magnets in the ground. I'm like, you put a plate of magnets on the ground, and you can skate around on it on this hoverboard. But you can't turn. You can, like, spin, I guess. But, I mean, like, there's you no way You go in one direction until you stop. It's like a goddamn maglev train. Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's like, man, this hoverboard is... It's it's fantastic. Yeah, we like, have we have hover trains, but not hoverboards. That I makes mean, a lot... get over it. I mean, that makes sense. Hover trains are, like... Hover trains are objective because they're cooler. they're really like they're like gravity powered if you think about oh, it. Oh yeah, dude. Because didn't we make the? You remember those like gravity powered like magnet cars that we made back in like tech class or whatever in middle school? Well, I think like maglev trains stuff like that. They're like sure magnetically powered. 
But the thing that makes them like so good and so fast is just the fact that there's no because friction. it uses yeah, there's no friction. Those things fucking fly, dude. Good God. I honestly, I would be too scared to go on one because it's literally not even resting on a track or anything. I mean, I mean, it it's wrapped around the track, but with a magnet, so there is a bit of a failsafe on it. Yeah. And it's kind of like that thing with, like, people not wanting to get on a plane because they're like, planes crash. But, like, you know how many plane crashes don't happen every day in all the flights that happen? Yeah. Those are the ones you don't hear. There are, like, like hundreds of global flights every single day. Oh, yeah. Only hundreds. Yeah, only hundreds. Yeah. Hey, Kat, do you think you could find out how many global flights, global flights are happening, like, at, like, every day? Like... You're really excited about this new research. Hey, research. Hey, if I have the ability, why wouldn't I use it? I don't want her sitting around doing nothing the whole time. That's true. Make her work. <laughs> you know how you know how, how aggravating. <laughs> don't phrase it like that. That makes it sound bad. What? Yeah. Don't phrase it what? like what? Find out for it. Get to work, research slave. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> you okay. don't you put words in my mouth, you motherfucker. <laughs> No, she is a valued member of the team. I am very happy that she has joined the team. She is a friend. Although we can't really say the same for her. She probably doesn't feel the same. She's like, oh, God, I have to work with these fucking knuckleheads. What have I gotten myself into? (laughs) I don't blame her. It's okay. I've, yeah, I feel offended again. Oh, You know what? You know what? I'm calling it. For these last 30 minutes, off topic off topic for history and video games because I feel like we're trying way too hard to stay on topic and we're honestly me I'm going to be frank and not Larry I'm running out of, I'm running out of things to say about this stuff I'm pretty much so, uh, spoke my piece on my my take on his, history and video games and stuff like that the estimated amount of global flights per day is 36.8 billion wow that seems like a very large number Per Almost day? In, that's not, not in a day. Not sorry, including <laughs> million. Million. Okay. Million. Okay, I was about million. to say, that is a lot. That Holy That is shit. like three times more jets than there are people. I mean, <laughs> if, everyone, if everyone in the world knew how to make a paper airplane, <laughs> and if everyone took an hour out of their day to throw it as many times as they possibly could, we could possibly reach that. Typos, yeah. Good grief! Oh my goodness, that would be—that's a lot of fucking airplanes. Planes into buildings for fun. Okay. That is literally like blotting. That is literally like blotting out of the sun. (laughs) Like you look up in the. Anytime you look up in the air, you'll see at least five planes flying over you. (laughs) At any time. Hey, do you know what time it is? Looks up and just see a bunch of planes blocking the sun. Shit. <laughs> I must tell... I must... The sundial's broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're using a sundial, apparently. Yeah, you are. Could you imagine just laying in bed as all the planes do their shit overhead? And you'd be the one guy where, like, the planes move perfectly for the sun to shine right in your damn eyes. <laughs> I'd be I so be angry. <laughs> You're like, dude, what the fuck? 
I have a specific amount of anger for this single. Can plane seven one dash C scoot over to the right just a little bit? <laughs> oh, thanks. Have you guys ever seen um the the footage of like it was somebody in a uh, in like a helicopter or like a hot air balloon, and a and a little ways away a commercial airliner flew by, like those things are going a lot faster than I ever thought. Like usually you don't. Yeah, no shit. No, but like, like they're okay, going fast. Okay, the only time I ever see a commercial airliner is when they're taking off or when they're landing, and the only other time I see them is when you're getting like an aerial view of them, and they don't look like they're going that fast because the the perspective of the clouds and stuff around them are like really far away, so it's not like they're passing them very fast. But to see it from like a standstill perspective and see that thing fucking yeet by them, it was. It was crazy. I was like, dude, that's like, that's like really fast. <laughs> that's like really fast. Dude, if those hit you, you like might break it on. Like, oh my gosh. It makes me understand why like, like in like movies and stuff, if like something like is unstoppable is in the way of a plane and a plane hits it and just explodes midair. Like it makes a lot more sense now. I don't know why it was so hard to understand that to begin with, but like I don't know. It, everything you ever I see. Ever heard of anything like plane hit something, something go boom. That's what I always knew. I don't know. It's just or it's it's like <laughs> GTA Five. Whenever your plane hits anything, it just explodes and kind of bounces off. Yeah, or, it stays in I one piece. But... Learned, what I especially learned from GTA Five is if you're flying through the air, the wing will just fall off of your plane at a random time. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like sayonara, see you later. Uh, you remember how that game got like hail for being like the most realistic game ever? Just because it was, like, <laughs> it's like one of the GTA Five got fucking. It's like one of those things yeah. where like you know if you fly a plane too high in GTA Five, it'll just stall out and you'll fall. Even though planes in real life fly way higher than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it's just technical limitations. But... Well, I mean, okay. Oh, yeah, but either way, it's just like I shouldn't be flying through the air and my wing just fall off just because. Well, yeah, Because no. turbulence. There was no turbulence. Just because plane fly skill not too high enough. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, they're saying, oh, that's one of the most realistic games. It's like, okay, you have three buttons to fly this plane. Go for it. That's not I realistic. Mean, I'm sorry. Okay. So, like, people talk about GTA Five being realistic. But it, it's one of those games to me where there's a lot of games that try to be realistic in all, like, the wrong ways. Yeah. Drive through hood. I, I, think, I think the big, biggest example, honestly, is probably Red Dead Redemption 2. That's too where, realistic. Yeah. It, you have it gets to pick the, up each individual can of soup. <laughs> yeah, well, I can understand why it's a thing from like a, you know, just like an immersion perspective, but from a gameplay perspective, it's just, it's not the best. Or the online play, how it's just like one shot in the head by a varmint rifle when you're just trying to hunt. Or like yeah. a game about hunting and fishing to make money is kind of just like, um, like how should I put it? There's a passive mode in a game for hunting and fishing that just doesn't let you like carry anything and that I find that I find that really stupid because you can make it to where like people in your same party or whatever don't um 
don't take or give damage to or from you. Why can't they just do that for the open world for passive mode and just let you have your guns out to hunt animals? Yeah, like if, you know, I, I'm in passive mode because I don't want players to fucking murder me. But when I try hunting, I can't use my guns because then I fire a gun at a at a fucking I fire my varmint rifle at a deer. It's like, oh shit, violent combat. Yeah, I definitely get that. I have no commentary. I never played. It's weird. Thingy thing. That thingy thing in particular. You know, um, Red Dead Redemption looked really cool, and I really wanted to play it. <sighs> well, what? Any more uh, thoughts? Can you guys hear I mean, me? I was kind of going off on a tangent there. I'm trying to think of other... Sort of like games or things that sort of bring up the example of, you know, being too realistic. I'll just rant about this because it's on my mind now. Uh, there's a mod in the Bethesda workshop for Fallout 4. Uh, it's Modern Firearms Tactical Edition. But there's this there's this note in the mod description. It says, like, you know, I, the mod publisher is like, oh, I believe that, you know, Guns should be realistic, and, you know, being shot should hurt. But what ends up happening is you just make the game really unfun. What do you mean, like, like how so? Like, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Like, uh, for example, I would head down to Park Street Station before, after I got this mod, and these, uh, the gangsters down there, they would have the submachine guns from the modded, and they could live on normal difficulty... They could kill me in about two seconds flat. Just because it shot you and like stunned you, so you couldn't do anything. No, just because they, I, they, no, it shot they were, me. like real bullets. Oh, yeah, they okay. just did so much damage. And to me, it's like, I know that's what you think a gun should be like, but this isn't you making a game. This is you making a mod for an existing game. If this is how you want your guns to be. First of all, you're screwing over every single vanilla weapon. Mm. They're now useless. See, because... see, people like Bethesda give out the APIs and stuff to the game to be able to let people make it whatever they want to make. Either you download it or you don't. That's the way I see it. Because it's well, not like you have thing to is, play it, with it, it. It's not like regular This game mod, it's one of the most popular mods in Bethesda Workshop. And it adds tons of guns. But uh, Fallout 4, all this, it had tons of uh, guns to Fallout 4, and I want to play with those, but I don't want to have to deal with what you think the balance of these guns should be. There are mods on the Workshop, too, that reduce the damage of these, because, I mean, their excuse is, if you have these guns, you will deal more damage, and if NPCs have these guns, they will also deal more damage. But that's just not how it works, because there's only one of you, and there can be, like, ten raiders around the corner, each one with these guns that will kill you super quickly. And what it ends up doing, it ends up screwing up the vanilla balance, because, like I said, every vanilla weapon will be useless now. And another thing is, they mentioned in the mod description that the... The, the damage of the guns does not scale with, like, leveling. And so, to me... So, if you honestly, find a high-powered sniper rifle early on... Yeah. 
but it doesn't matter because enemies tend to mow you down in seconds when they're using these modded guns compared to like if you find a raider just with this normal fallout 4 assault rifle they won't they'll barely do anything to you comparatively and well, they so they just have to scale it up so much to make the damage more realistic yeah well instead of doing that uh most people opt to scale the damage of the modded firearms down which is what i did because there's what mods for that on bethesda workshop yeah but okay, okay I've been talking about this. But the main point I'm trying, the main point I'm trying to make, is mods like that, which try to have their own balance, and try to have their own balance separate from the game. What that honestly tells me is that you believe in this that this should be like this so hard that you are actually just being too lazy to balance all your guns. Well, some people like it harder like that. Well, if you like it harder like that in the game, that's for, like, the difficulty settings and all. Because, like I said, the biggest problem with you having this balance unique to the guns themselves is if you are not using those modded weapons, you are putting yourself at an innate disadvantage. And none of them are energy weapons. So if you like energy weapons, you're shit out of luck. And if an enemy's using those modded weapons and they're a challenge but if you find an enemy not using them, one of those modded weapons you just walk all over them I would I want to comment on this but I think I I, I was doing something else and I, I joined into the conversation a little late but I see where you're coming from with like you know, somebody puts in all this other shit and then it fucks up everything that was already there. Like, usually, when, when, when most people try to make a mod, what you want to aim for is making it sort of mesh with the game. Yeah, I mean... Well, that's... Unless you're trying to overhaul the entire game. Yeah, unless the specific do that. They just unless the specific purpose of your mod is overhauling, which people do do that, and they can be good. But like this example, they try to overhaul, or rather, not even overhaul, just like change damage values to where they think it's what it should be because they like realism. Because they aren't game designers. Yeah, but. Because all the mod does is add guns and not change anything, it just ends up being... It feels sloppy. I could see that, yeah. I feel like it... Well, in that case, it's like... Well, so so you're saying it's like they're adding guns, but not they're putting in their own value, so it's like... Basically, what you're saying is like either go for a full overhaul or like shut the fuck up and just and do it the way the game has it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I, as I said, to me, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but when you do that and you say, like, oh, I want to put these values in because this is how I think the guns should be and it's not affected by leveling. It's just guns are guns. To me, that feels like I'm too lazy to actually properly balance this around the other weapons and enemies in Fallout 4. I mean, yeah. That's... Well, it's difficult to level scale your own stuff, honestly. And what would have been better, honestly, is if they themselves sort of had two versions of the mod, one with the combat changes, 
one that just had the guns that are more in line with vanilla values. But no, they literally stated on the mod page, like, oh, no, we will not make patches to adjust the damage value. Community patches for this exist. So you have to go out of your way to, in my opinion, unfuck the mod. <laughs> with somebody else's work. Yeah. The whole community patches thing in any mod is just like a, a big red flag for me because that just means somebody didn't want to work on their own thing. So they passed the bar to somebody else to work out the kinks. Yeah, that's... and like all it all it is is Yeesh. at that point honestly, I mean I'm no like expert programmer, but I think that at that point it's just changing damage values. Yeah. Well, and then there's level scaling and stuff that you talked about too. That's like that is a bit more difficult to do than just a static damage number that won't change no matter what level you're using it on or at. That is, that's also true. Sorry, we were talking about realism in games, and I got this mod, and it, like, pissed me off for an hour no, and a we half. Were... As Didn't I, I tried... show you a video from this guy, and he had that mod installed, and that's why you installed it? it no, I installed it because it's, like it's, like, the top mod on uh, the Bethesda net mod page. I don't know what to call it. And it's something I was always interested in, but I could just never get it because of the Xbox's, like, 2 gigabyte mod cap. Because the mod itself is like 600 megabytes. Yeah, the most I've ever seen on uh, on the Xbox is like two or two, yeah, 200 megabytes or something like that. But it's just for like right. one gun or something like that. But it's one high quality gun. Anyway, that's the tale of how a Fallout 4 mod pissed me off so bad it caused me to rant about it for like 20 minutes. Damn. This is this is a big angry boy hours. Dude, I, I I was pissed off about it when uh, like I first got it out and I first tried it out because I actually I had to fuck with it a lot more than I thought I would to get like the damage values to be more in line to what I wanted them to be. Yeah. Because I had to like get because there were three versions of the damage adjustments. I had to put them in the right load order. I had to make sure they were enabled. Blah blah blah. And it wasn't until I was like about to rescue Nick Valentine, I realized I had fucked up the order of the mods and the damage values were all off kilter. Oh shit. Big yikes. I only realized it when I entered Park Street Station and I got annihilated. <laughs> Damn, it's like but it was at that, this moment like that he knew he fucked up. Do you think you would have realized it like at any other given time? Oh, yeah, obviously. Well, why didn't you before then? Because there was there were plenty of fights and stuff before then. Well, yeah, there's plenty of fights, but they're usually just like... It's like raiders until you get... It's like small groups of raiders until you get to Diamond City. The only real fight I can think of is the one at Concord, in which they don't really pay attention to you. And, you know, in the second part of the fight, you're in power armor. And honestly, I, I hadn't played Fallout 4 in so long. I didn't really know anything was off until I entered Park Street Station, where everyone had a submachine gun. And the other thing was, honestly, the, the enemies didn't actually have all these modern weapons. I had only found two until I entered Park Street Station, where literally everyone had one. Which is also bullshit, because the mod page says that enemies don't start having them until level 15. And I was level 7. Yike. 
so not only do I have all these gripes with the mod, it was also literally again. Well, ooh, we're getting we're getting in the rant territory. So I think we're gonna I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap this wrap this sucker up. I'll um, tell you the rest of the rant off camera. Yeah. Um, I'll scream to the heaven. <laughs> um, Please don't scream. But okay. Just a, so just a simple reminder to anyone watching. We do have a Twitter, we have a YouTube channel, and we have an Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is, it's a podcast platform. You don't have to sign up. Oh, I think you have to sign up for an account or whatever. But uh, we have a link below that will take you straight to the podcast page. Actually, no, you don't have to sign up. You can just go straight to the podcast page. It's best if you get it on your phone because that way you can look us up. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter here on Twitch and subscribe on YouTube. Um, share the podcast with your friends, your family, whoever likes video games and just entertainment in general. Show them podcast. I'm sure they'll love it because we're great and all that Who stuff. Exactly. Because I said because I told them to. Exactly. Because Mutagen told you to. You have to. Now that now you have to. So appreciate you all coming out. Mutagen, thanks for joining us on this on on this today's stream. My pleasure. And uh Welcome again, Cat, to the uh, to the crew, to the accidents crew. <sighs> it was fun being here. You are now officially an accident. <laughs> I've always been that way. It's been 19 years. Damn. Well, now it's official. Yeah. Thanks. No, we're official. Remember our Wednesday podcast uh, this Wednesday at seven. Be there or be a non-gamer, and. Uh, I hope everyone has a... Be there or be cube. Oh damn. <laughs> everyone have a... It's like, being, it's like being square, but worse. I, yeah, you're like... I can't do numbers. I was going to do a thing, but I can't do numbers. I hope square times six. That's what it is, that one. Hope everyone has a fantastic rest of their night. Take it easy.